1: Today on the Shift Daily Podcast, what does it take to get your Christmas packages in time? Alan Marshall, UPEXI CEO and former XPO Logistics CEO, helps us understand the logistics behind the holiday supply chain and how you might be disappointed with your shipping coming up in 2023. Are you okay with Florida? Yes, we pay tribute to the great state that provides us with the endless content for Are You Okay With? And it's the Shift Holiday Special. Ryan O'Donnell tries eggnog for the first time. We do a live reading from Christmas Vacation and the night before Christmas and so much more.
2: This is The Shift Podcast.
1: T'was the night before Christmas, the last shift of the year. Not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The wee shift heads were nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of R.U.O.K.s danced in their heads. Mom and her kerchief, and I and my cap had just settled down for a long winter's nap when out on the lawn there arose such a clatter. I sprang from the bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters, and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow gave luster of midday to objects below, when what to my wondering eyes should appear but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer, with a little old driver so lively and quick, I knew in a moment it must be St. Nick. More rapid than eagles, his coursers, they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen, on Comet and Cupid, on Donner and Blitzen. To the top of the porch, to the top of the wall, now dash away, dash away, dash away all. As dry leaves that before the wild hurricane fly, when they meet with an obstacle mount to the sky, So up to the housetop, the courses they flew with a sleigh full of toys and St. Nicholas too. And then in a twinkling, I heard on the roof, the prancing and pawing of each little hoof as I drew in my hand and was turning around down the chimney. St. Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of toys he had flung on his back, and he looked like a peddler, just opening his pack. His eyes, how they twinkled, his dimples, how merry. His cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry. His droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow, and the beard of his chin was as white as the snow. The stump of a pipe he held tight in his teeth, and the smoke it encircled his head like a wreath. He had a broad face and a round little belly that shook when he laughed like a bowlful of jelly. He was chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf, and I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. A wink of his eye and twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work and filled all the stockings, then turned with a jerk.
2: This is The
0: Shift Podcast. Merry Christmas.
1: Thank you very much for being a part of the Shift Head community. I'm Shane Hewitt. I am in Calgary. So is Ryan O'Donnell. He's downtown. Brennan Kelly is in downtown Vancouver. Now, I drove halfway across this city today to take eggnog to the young man who for two years has been shooting down the notion of eggnog, and we found out a couple of weeks ago he's never even tried it. So as we kick off this very Christmassy segment of our show, it seemed only appropriate that we allow Ryan O'Donnell, for the first time in his life, live on the radio, to experience two things. Are you ready with coffee, too, by the way, Ryan? Yeah, I've got a, I got a splash of the coffee, and i got a cup of the nog here. Okay, that? so a cup of eggnog, and then eggnog and coffee, which is what I stand by, is okay. the eggnog and coffee.
0: So, any uh, BK, don't ruin it. I just want to know if he has the backup coffee. I'm real concerned, because no, I don't want no. him to ruin the coffee like if he can't stomach you're, it you're not helping stop it this is you're influencing sorry Brandon, I, Brandon. I won't come back i promise this will be- <laughs> yes <laughs> fine this is your last <laughs> night thank you
3: okay can i at least get the christmas music playing brendan can i i want to get in the holiday spirit if i'm going to try this i got the fire on the
1: screen here we're all set oh, okay here we go all right okay you ladies and gentlemen ryan o'donnell music. tries eggnog okay three <laughs>
3: two one <laughs> that's actually really good <laughs> oh my <yes>! god <laughs> oh! really, what the hell hold on hold on let me do another let me do another yeah i really like that that's like yes it's it's basically like drinking whipped cream <laughs> that's delicious okay with the coffee though okay on its so own gonna, i like that but with you're the gonna coffee, add more
1: in your coffee now see Um.
3: Uh, th- I'm a fifty-fifty on that. I didn't Ooh. put a lot in, and I probably could. I don't really taste it as much as I can. Yeah, so you can put more in. That's all. But the mug is completely full, so I can't put any more in. But mm-hmm. I would try it again. Uh, eggnog on its own. Shane, I was wrong. This, um, this as the millennials would say, this slaps. Ugh.
0: You're going to it feel like I should say,
3: by yeah. the way, sorry.
1: He's drinking
0: we're more on, of it.
3: We're on now. Yeah, I'm drinking more. Wow, it's creamy.
0: Oh, it's, um, yeah. You're not
1: supposed to drink that kind of milk when you're on the radio, by the way. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah let me put that away. Uh, I will say that we're on a Zoom call, and I've seen Shane incredibly excited a couple of times in my life, but the smile on his face when I approved the eggnog <laughs> was greater than any other period. So <laughs> I love it. I'm happy for you. It is I a feel Christmas like we're in an
1: episode of Peanuts here. <laughs> yeah, actually. With this music. Old oh, Linus, you and your piano. Um, okay, so there it is. There's uh, Ryan O'Donnell's endorsement of the eggnog. So all you people who have been trying to slam it, you can stuff it. Oh, Merry wow. Christmas. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Happy holidays. <laughs> stuff it. All right. <laughs> See, there you go. Now he's drinking more of it. This is so good. I love it. Yep. Very good. Okay, cool. Well, um, one thing that we have done um, for the last couple of years that we've been on here, this will be our third season of Christmas On the shift is take the time to enjoy one of our favorite, favorite movie scenes of all time. And this is not rehearsed, as you're about to hear. And um, it is not really planned out a whole lot. And what we are going to um, what we're going to do is read the scene, the dinner scene from National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Now, you might remember the scene Chevy Chase. They go to carve the turkey. The turkey opens. It's a little dry. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, and then it ends with Aunt Bethany uh, saying grace, and um, and we thought it would be uh, a good opportunity for us to do that. Hmm? Or oh, the other way around, does grace the other post. way around? Yeah, 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 yeah right. Um, and so uh, we would like to do that for you. We have a very special uh, couple of Christmas things here that we wanted to all play along with. So, oh, any uh, since you're the live theater improv guy, BK, yeah. what's your advice? How do we
0: get started? Uh well let's just uh, breathe and we'll yes and each other we'll yes yep. and I'll play us in with some little Linus music here here we go right.
1: yes and how do we yes and
3: no it's you say yes and to everything that's yeah, the improv yes.
0: trick yeah you yeah. got you just gotta accept the offers as they fly oh yes yeah. and yeah yes and
1: all right so you're ready to go. Let's do um, it. Who's
0: going to do what here, Ryan? Who's
1: uh, Who's got which character?
3: Okay, well, Shane, because mm-hmm. it's your favorite thing in the world. I yeah. think you will be Clark Griswold. Yeah, I, myself, I go put on my
1: Chicago Blackhawks jersey? I feel like I yeah,
3: should. Yeah, put on your Blackhawks jersey and your uh, big uh, green cardigan. I think it's green. Whatever he's wearing in the last scene here. Uh Brendan, you're going to be playing uh, Uncle... Oh, no. Uncle... Oh, cousin this? Eddie.
1: <gasps> Uncle Lewis.
3: Uncle Lewis. Okay. He's also going to dabble in Cousin Eddie. Nice. And then I myself, I will be playing uh, Aunt Bethany and uh, who Matt MacArthur, if he's listening right now, he's going to be judging my performance greatly. Yeah. Uh, he uh, He's the master of doing that. And yeah, uh, as we well, I'll, and uh, Uncle Lewis. Yeah. And then hop in and uh, do Catherine as well when need be.
1: Okay, cool. Um, my kids, their dogs with their mom are um, Eddie and Lewis, by the way. Oh, amazing. By design. Okay, you ready? Here we go. Let's do it. Yes. Christmas vacation. Someone's got to call action. Rolling action. There we go. <laughs> Since this is Aunt Bethany's 80th Christmas,
3: yay! Oh, so kind. I think
1: she should lead us in the saying of grace. Bethany.
3: What, dear?
0: Got to turn my mic. Grace. Grace. She passed away 30 years ago. They want you to say grace.
1: They want you to say grace. Yeah, try the that blessing. Way.
0: you got to get your hands. Oh, yeah, no, dude, yeah. I have not <laughs> seen on, this in it. years. I don't know. I'm just reading the lines here. They want you to say grace. The blessing.
3: Oh, okay. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United <laughs> States of America, America and to America, the Republic Canada. for Canada. which Canada. It, stands, it stands. One nation Canada. under God, Canada. indivisible Canada. with liberty Canada. and justice for, for, all. All. for all. Amen.
1: Uh, amen. Amen. Uh, Catherine, if this turkey tastes half as good as it looks, I think we're all in for a very big treat.
0: <laughs> save the neck for me, Clark. Uh, okay, Eddie.
3: <laughs> oh. 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 I, I'm, so, I'm so sorry. What?
1: Why are you crying? I told you we put it in too early. Oh, it's just a little dry. It's fine. Here's the heart and scene <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh, it's probably just chicken on a choking on a turkey bone <laughs> <laughs> oh got it up like it really is one of the finest of all the scenes right yes I think it, it is. truly is
3: it's also uh a lot of that was improvised and changed last minute it's very different from the original script which is cool too.
1: Yeah. Um, well, you actually have a story about that that we're going to tell here shortly. Hey.
3: Yes. Yeah. I got a pretty um, amazing fact about this movie.
1: Actually, let's. Why don't we just uh, do that now? Since we're talking about sure, Christmas Vacation, yeah. let's let's do it now. Because one of the best scenes in Christmas Vacation, of course, is the um, the Where's the tile at All scene, where he goes in the rant. Uh, Clark Griswold goes in the rant. and He's like kicking stuff in the living room because he found out that his bonus didn't come, and he got a Jelly of the Month Club subscription. Instead, as Cousin Dave would say, it's the gift that keeps on Thanks giving. Um, so, But there was something about that scene, Ryan. Um, did you want to play the rant? Let's play the rant and then yep. establish it and then describe yes. what was actually happening in this scene, which I didn't know about. I only found out when Ryan uh, discovered this. So let's get that scene from Christmas Vacation.
4: I like
5: Frank Shirley, my boss, right here tonight. I want him brought from his happy holiday slumber over there from in Melody the- Lane with all the other rich people. And I want him brought... Right here, with a big ribbon on his head. And I want to look him straight in the eye, and I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no-good, rotten, four-flushing, low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood-sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, worm-headed sack of monkey shit he is. Hallelujah!
4: Holy
1: shit. Where's the Tylenol? So, now, Tony. since that movie has come out, many fans have memorized it from back to front, front to back, and everywhere in between as one of the best rants in the history of movies. Now, I'm pretty sure Matt MacArthur was one of those guys that had it memorized. <laughs> yeah, he If did. you don't know Matt MacArthur, he used to be uh, one of our members here on The Shift a couple years ago. And um, he, he loved the show. He loved that little piece. But, Ryan, how is it that Chevy Chase could pull off such a rant? You have now found out.
3: Yes. So on a po- so uh, Beverly D'Angelo, who plays uh, Clark's wife in the film, she is in a new Christmas movie called Violent Night, which was my favorite Christmas movie of the year. And she was on a podcast talking about that movie and also, of course, her last Christmas movie, Christmas Vacation. And in that, she revealed something amazing about that whole scene. So, when Clark is screaming at the top of his lungs, the camera has him center, and you can see all of the family members' backs. They're to the camera, so you can't see the front of them. What's happening is that all of the actors had cue cards wrapped around their neck with swear words and different lines of the monologue so that. Uh, Chevy Chase while he's ranting could look at the actors and just pick up random lines to form this chaotic rant and he wouldn't have to memorize the lines he could just naturally read and scream until it all worked and that's how they managed to make I think that's one of the reasons why it is the best rant ever in a movie.
1: Uh, That's incredible I had no idea although kind of genius when you think about it like amazing unbelievable genius in fact too all right so there you go national lampoon's christmas vacation um uh text messages thank you for all the text messages complimenting ryan's aunt bethany it was very good thank you <laughs> ryan's gonna give away a cat in a box now maybe a little uh, mint jello mold you know a lime jello mold
3: Ugh. okay yeah how's that
1: eggnog um i'm letting it sit yeah, you good? Well, your mic's not working, so unless that's me. No, no, I just forgot
3: to turn it off. I'm letting the eggnog sit so that my voice doesn't stop while I'm talking, but I, it seems like I can just do that on my own without the yeah. eggnog. Right.
1: This is good, I love it. Okay, uh, a few years ago, when I very started my first Christmas special that I, I love, uh, this is probably the second year I did it, I think the first year I did it was in 2015, and um, it's been on a bunch of channels all over the country, and I love it, it's one of my favorite times of year, it's one of my favorite projects of the year, it's called Christmas Canada Radio, and, um, and when I did that, I had a couple of people that have been unbelievable contributors to that show. Ashley Hinton is a former radio host. She's from BC. She's in Kinemat now and, um, she's out of radio and she was an incredibly talented radio host. Ashley is like my, my Christmas, my twin Christmas Yule log flame and loves Christmas like I do. And so when we uh, connected through work to, to create the specials. It was just unbelievable. And she's been so good. And another one is another person that's amazing is, um, uh, Jody freeze was, um, I went to school with at state and Jody was in high river on the radio forever. And, uh, I love her to bits and she's amazing. And she joined us for a few years uh, to help out with a Christmas special and in there because of her, uh, proximity in high river is connections to heartland and the cast. Now, the cast of heart, this is the show that Ryan actually made famous when he appeared on it for about four minutes, um as Derek, uh, a young city boy who was trying to learn how to lasso and um he he um well, he basically saved the show. I mean, the show was floundering. Ryan appeared on it, and he saved oh, it yeah.
3: oh yeah, it's uh yeah,
1: yeah, I don't know how you get another six seasons without Derek O'Donnell's performance, right. <laughs> Um. So the show stars uh, Amber Marshall, Sean Johnson, and two of my favorites. Their characters in the show are the key characters in the show. Uh, Amber is Amy Fleming, um, and you know Sean Johnson has uh, you know been on the show from the very beginning. They're very close, and uh, he's Jack, Jack Bartlett. And so we were sitting in High River in Jody's living room at her house at a table and doing a bigger, longer conversation about all things Christmas in Heartland and what it was like. Well, Sean and Amber said, well, we got something special for you. And they had prepared a couple of songs and a bit of a montage. Now, this has never been released. It was nothing that ever came out of than We put it on the Christmas show and... If you know the show Heartland, you're really going to love this. And if you just love Christmas, you're really going to love this. So this is Amber Marshall from like seven years ago, eight years ago with Sean Johnston. This is just friends sitting around a table with some microphones chatting and recording. And then they busted out this song and I wanted to play it for you. It's quick Amber Marshall, Sean Johnston from heartland so we have a very special event that's going to happen here on christmas canada radio you two are going to sing us a song
2: all right this is one that sean kind of put together that um is a fun little i don't know what would you call it
4: i'd call it uh the amber special (laughs) all right okay we'll go with that
1: (laughs) all right no pressure on christmas canada radio
4: oh the weather outside is frightful But the fire is so delightful And since we've no place to go Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow It doesn't show signs of stopping But I brought some corn for popping The lights are turning way down low Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow When we finally kiss goodnight How I hate going out in the storm If you really hold me tight All the way home I'll be warm
2: Santa baby, slip a sable under the tree for me I've been an awful good girl Santa baby, hurry down the chimney tonight Santa baby, a 54 convertible to light blue I'll wait up for you dear Santa baby Hurry down the chimney tonight Think of all the fun I've missed Think of all the fillers that I haven't kissed Next year I could be just as good If you'll check off my Christmas list
4: But the fire is slowly dying, And my dear, we're still good As long as you love me so Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow
2: This is the Shift Podcast.
1: Merry Christmas. Hope your packages arrive in time. Well, isn't that always just it, right? You buy your shipping, you pay extra to get it arrive on time, and then you can't get a clear answer of where the hell your parcel is. So we thought we'd dig into this leading up to Christmas, because this is when the compression happens, right? Everyone's sitting in this compressed moment of, oh my God, it's not going to make it. I waited too long. Or maybe the company lied to me. That's terrible, too. As I sit here in a package that's not time-sensitive for Christmas, that's been for three days waiting for courier pickup on my update from the bay, um, I would love to know where my package is, too. So, UPEX CEO and former XPO Logistics CEO, Alan Marshall, is here. Um, Alan, you're logistics guy. You're like the square guy with the boring job of the spreadsheet knowing where all the packages go and designing that stuff um how is your shipping nerd feeling leading up to christmas do you get nervous
6: yeah of course we we, we always get nervous it's a it's a it's a hectic time and people do wait to the last minute so uh you know sometimes uh
1: think something something goes wrong every day right yeah. yeah every day in life
6: you know a, a truck gets a truck breaks down someone has an well, flat
1: flat tires that's my example right like <laughs> like vehicles get flat tires people we have a hundred we have a hundred issues every day
6: so when we were we we're operating upex i mean uh xpo we, i mean we had 500 to between 500 a thousand trucks on the road and i can tell you that my horror stories of the of the phone calls for the, the yeah the only one i never had was please don't ever give me the phone call where the truck hit the you know the school bus but everything yeah, else right. happened to us so it's just it's just part of life but also you know it, it's very difficult to manage everything that
1: happened i, I can only imagine i mean um Yeah, I would answer the phone. Oh, my God, what happened now? That would be the greeting that you would get.
6: That was my that that was my greeting. Trust me.
1: Yeah. Uh, Okay. so, Alan, you I mean, shipping is really where it is. And I'm curious here because people get really stressed out. I mean, from the user end, this really, really matters. I think Amazon really cocked it up when they started this one-day shipping standard that they're able to pull off because of the resources and the fact that they say they care about the environment, but they fly 767s around the world every day. But at the same time, that was my own shot at them. That's no, not uh, yours.
6: I, I, I hear ya.
1: Um, so they, you. So know, they have created, infrastructure is the secret, by the way, to all things. Like structure is the secret. If you want to build a business, once you learn how to build your structure design that works, you can build any business. Like that's the big secret here. But for you logistics, I mean, that is the magic formula as a small business operator for me here in Canada, the number one roadblock I have is Canada Post. So we take it for granted that of what goes on in the background. Can you give us a little bit of a I don't know, Cole's notes of the kinds of things that actually go on in the background to get your package within two or three days?
6: Well, I'll, I'll give you this. that Every package you shipped is handled like four to five times. It doesn't matter how you think about it. So it's picked up at your door and then it's thrown off the truck by the guy who doesn't really care. Hopefully the guy catches it, but usually it just goes in a giant bin. It's rolled from that bin to another truck who throws that on a, another truck, you know, and then he drives it to another facility that throws that into off that onto another bin. Right. If that's your end location, it goes in and gets thrown into another truck and then shipped out by your guy. But most likely, because you're right, infrastructure is everything. Anything you ship is handled five, seven, ten times. Uh, it's amazing. It, okay. It's like air travel, though. It's amazing that they can do that. that. What is done gets done um in the amount of time it gets done you know if you think back 10 15 years ago you couldn't get anything same day next day three day five day seven day the hundreds of billions or trillions of dollars have gone into that infrastructure um but but no one really cares about your individual package if that's what you think about like it's just a numbers game like if
1: we yeah no one's going hey steve really needs his new socks right they don't care no i but you know that's the cool part though i did work a um When you get to the customer service counter at the shipping counter, right? Those people generally, genuinely do care for you. That's, I think, why they're in those jobs. There was a season of my life where I threw bags onto airplanes. So I got to see the infrastructure of, you know, the baggage at the airport. And the amount of times your bag was handled and scanned and moved was remarkable. And when something went wrong, like I watched... uh, team members drive bags to planes and on the radio saying don't close the door i've got a bag for you like they doing everything they can to make it work in that world there are people who really do give a damn in all this but when you've got a semi-truck full of boxes i mean it is quite difficult to put a face onto that box right like it's different when it's a you could see the person's face in the window of the airplane and their suitcases right there <laughs> Uh, versus like this is a a truck full of boxes like it's tough
6: yeah and i don't want to say like i don't want to make it seem like the the individuals in each supply chain don't care because they they do right they they handle those things they care about those things i'm just talking like the amazon or the or the canada freight or the canada post or the u.s in the end they have so many packages it's so hard for them to it's not an individual process right so yeah um but but it, it still is and, and coming from logistics and, and operating, you know, almost a billion dollar company, it still amazes me today how far it's come even in the last 10 years. Like the fact mm-hmm. that Amazon offers you same day service is off the, it's off the chart unbelievable to me.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: It is quite amazing. So, um, I, I know that this about you logistics people, everyone I've ever met that gets into logistics seems to stay in logistics, right? Like, I don't know many people that have gotten into, whether you started out operating a, uh, like a a power jack on a floor of a warehouse moving packages and then moved your way up into, you know, warehouse control, into corporate, whatever. Every single person that I know that has ever worked in logistics seems to stay in logistics. So there's gotta be something about the industry you're working in for the people or the kind of work you do. Um, you know, what is it?
6: You know, I stayed for, for so long. Um, I you re- re- really love the business. It's a, I would call it, it's a, it's a corporate business for the, for the, the blue collar guy that likes to work. I love to go out on the dock and, and, and jump in a forklift and unload a truck and, and do all of those things. Even though we were running a half a billion, a billion dollar company, it was, it was just, a, it's just an interesting field and the evolution of it over the last 10 years or 15 years, um, the amount of money, like I said, that went into this infrastructure to do what these guys do. Like the last mile is the most difficult. Getting a truckload of products from you know, Sears to a distribution center in Toronto is easy. The the, uh-huh. the hard part is that part, right? How do you get those 1,000 or 3,000 packages off that truck and get it to you, get it to Shane? How do you get it yeah. to Joe? How do you get it to, to Jim? But I actually, you know, over the last... You just left logistics and and I'm in retail Mm -hmm. now, but we still focus on, I think the one thing we do different is that we focus on how do we get the thing, the product to our customers and mostly how do we tell them like, listen, man, we, we, we just, we, we can't get it to you on the 25th
1: when you order on the 22nd, it's just not possible for us. Well, so that communication part is so important. And why is that lacking? So a year ago, now Nike shipping is dreadful. My experience with Nike has always been dreadful as a customer service experience, everything. So Ryan and I ordered shoes the exact same day to be delivered to the same city. They were coming from Europe, exact same shoes. And yet Ryan's arrived on time, if not early Mine, three weeks later, still lost. Four weeks later, they tell me it's here. Then they tell me it's there. And the courier says it's here. And Nike says it's there. And then um, finally, they just give me a refund. And they say, well, we'll give you a refund. Those shoes are no longer available. So then now the customer service experience at this point is wrecked. And then three days later, the shoe showed up. Like they had no idea where it was. And then they just almost like spin it. So why do these companies spin it? And what's the benefit? I mean, to me, I, that's all people want to know is just give me a day. Because on Christmas morning, if I have to go, Alan, I bought you some shoes. The shipping took too long. Here's a picture of the shoes. They say it'll be here on Tuesday. That to me is helpful. Spin doesn't help.
6: Yeah. I mean, I got to tell you, one of our one of our key business. So as as a you know a guy from Toronto who started a business in the US and ended up being a billion dollar company, the one the one thing we did better than everyone else, the reason we were so successful, not the I'm I'm not there anymore, so I'm not pushing it, is just that. Like I think it's just a difference. Like I always wanted to tell our customers exactly what happened. However, at a certain point, and I and I left at a certain point, you get so big that it's impossible. To, to communicate that way now technology should allow you to do it but you gotta like again if it's scanned incorrectly in one in one port or on one truck or one guy throws it in upside down and somehow the guy doesn't feel like scanning it or it's under five other boxes it's that easy so your pair of shoes right like if you order from nike or for even from us if you order at 258 and he ordered at 317 or you ordered it. Two fifty eight, and he ordered three seventeen. It could be coming from a totally different warehouse. That's how crazy it is, um, and that's why when Amazon, if you log on there and it says, "Hey, if you order the next nine hours or nine minutes and forty eight seconds, you'll get it tomorrow," because they know it's coming out of that location. Nine hours right. and fifty two seconds later, it could come out of Arizona, right? Because they don't know where they don't know where they have stock. And maybe that nine hours and 52 minutes is the last three pairs of shoes they have in the Toronto location or the Montreal location, but nine hours and 57 minutes, it's got to come out of Calgary. It's got to come out of Vancouver. It's got to come out of Tampa. It's got to come out of Dallas. they That's how specific each, of, each product, each SKU, each size is.
1: Now we've seen this distribution, uh, content management digitally is what I'm more familiar with because server distribution and data distribution online right. is really expanded around the world now. So you your website, when you publish your website on these big platforms like Amazon's even, it gets distributed to servers around the world so it can get served faster in different areas and um, it constantly pushes updates. Now the boxes are the same, like you're describing, right? Like if you order a toothbrush, um, it should come from Canada, but if they run out, it will come from the States and it might come from three different locations in the States. Are we seeing more of that inside the retail aspect of it where, um, distribution of, it used to be like, here's my big warehouse of toothbrushes. It's not like that anymore. And now there's that, that product is distributed around the world. Are we seeing more of that. That's yeah, that's done. Those days are over. Yeah. Like you can't, those do- days are done. Yeah. yeah. Even, even
6: us here in Vegas, right. For Upexy, we, we will, we'll drop off. 10 pallets of the same product to the Amazon warehouse. Cause it's really close to us. And then they'll ship 30 pallets of that to 30 different locations. So they have seven in each location. So right. that when, when Shane does log on in Toronto to buy a dog mail grinder, there's seven pieces in Toronto. So you can get it if you order it in nine minutes and 38 seconds, most likely. But if you order it in 10 minutes and 12 seconds, it's coming out of Buffalo.
1: Yeah. What are you most excited about for these changes though? I mean, there's like all kinds of things that are happening in the background. Is it getting better? Are you excited about some of these things? I
6: was, you know, I, I was excited about how, how much infrastructure has been, has been created. And I think there'll be a time to be uh, excited about it again in the future. But over the last couple years with COVID, you got to, you got to think each of these, so Amazon has half a million vans. They mm-hmm. replace those vans every two years. Canada post yeah. has a half of you know a quarter million van. when they don't replace those vans and no one made vans for 2 years their their maintenance is down their right. trucks are old. like there's so i think there's 2 years left to get back to where we were like 2 years ago to just 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 to fill that chain back up and also if the customer stops buying the amount of money it takes for amazon to operate that like that truck makes the same amount of money if it goes out and delivers 40 packages in a day or two it costs the same amount of money. So I think that's really the problem now. Like, I, I I don't know what you see, but I know when I log on, I certainly can't get as many packages the same day as I used to, like even five weeks ago. And that's really yeah. just cutbacks across the board on everywhere. Everybody in logistics has to cut that. So they're parking, you know, 20% of those vans, laying off 20% of those people here in the US. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm not in tune as much with the Canada, the Canadian market, but I'm right. assuming it has to be the same, right?
1: So would they be, um, is that because they supernova for all the home delivery during COVID as well. And then now they've got all these extra trucks and people sitting around. And even though they talk about, you hear all these companies talk about labor shortages and so on. Um, some of these people have got to be bloated at this point. And, um, and so the, the balance would be off, wouldn't it?
6: Yeah. Look, your, your service level is gonna, I'm gonna put, I'll send you a zinger. How about that? Your service level is going to be at the same percentage success rate as their stock price is down from their, the high. So mm. when so- Amazon stocks at 150, they can spend a lot of money uh, on beloaded drivers, trucks, delivery, and when it's at 80, they're gonna they're gonna they're, they're gonna fail 50 percent of the time. They have to cut the cost. The, the stock market demands it. There's nothing you can do about it.
1: Yeah. Well, we've seen that too with even um, the requests on Costco to raise prices uh, to to satisfy shareholders, right? So like we've seen we've seen an awful lot of that. I mean, okay, so it's almost like Amazon set a standard they themselves couldn't even keep and then um, worked really well through the pandemic. Now, post pandemic, everyone's trying to settle out what happens next. I want to give credit to FedEx. I mean, I had a package of FedEx and I griped about it here on the radio and um, I had FedEx managers call me the next day and they wanted to know everything that happened, right? They made it right. The package came, everything was great, but they just wanted to know what happened. Now, I suppose that happens because I have a lounge megaphone in order to do that. I didn't, <laughs> yeah. I didn't, um, didn't do it to get f- feedback. I was just telling the story about it, but you know what? They made it right. They fixed it. So to your point about customer service, like, have they set this standard that it's just unattainable sustainability just isn't even possible compared to what they started to do during the pandemic?
6: I don't know how many, how many times you go out nowadays and everything that goes wrong, like you go to a restaurant and order a steak and it doesn't come on time or it's overcooked and it's because of the COVID, right? Like it's some, always something, but I think the companies now have to switch from the pandemic kind of excuses to now back to customer service to keep customers. So I, I don't disagree that this stuff could get better. Um, I think it's just going to take a little time. Like, yeah, th- that that's what I think.
1: Let me ask you a business question, like a hard business question. This is square for business folks, but is COVID just a really good excuse to, I'm going to make back my earnings that I lost for the last two years? I think we're seeing that yeah. in fuels. Yes. Right? All right. Short there answer
6: is... Absolutely. It's, it's an excuse for everything. I, I actually find it infuriating with our vendors. I'll call the guy up and I'll say, hey, listen, we need 20, tw- you know, we need 20 barrels of, uh, you know, corn syrup today. And he'll say, oh, OK, it's coming on Tuesday. And I'm like, you know, great. And then he'll, oh, it's COVID. I'm Like how the I mean, on Tuesday, I went, on Monday before I set the wire, it wasn't COVID. But on Thursday, when it's not here, it's COVID. Yeah. You know, so I, I think it's a giant excuse. That people have found really makes everything okay and it's honestly it's just it's just it's just ridiculous at this point
1: yes customer service too longer than normal wait times is the normal message that you get on customer service right so it's every time you phone anywhere we're experiencing higher call volume than normal no you're not because it's the middle of the afternoon and every other time i've called you've also had higher call volume than normal like that excuse is fallen by the wayside now it doesn't fix the fact alan that people just want their packages so any advice for the users on this end like who are sitting waiting for their packages you've been in logistics you've gone through it is it a matter of calling customer service and saying look just give me the right date or is there anything we can do are we just at the mercy of shipping companies
6: i think today you're at the mercy of just ordering earlier which is too late now for christmas right i we couldn't we couldn't have this conversation earlier and and setting your expectations that anything during covid the one day two day is very difficult right now in this environment and i honestly don't think there's much anyone can do about it but i will say this for better customer service and this is a plug for smaller businesses and i've been the ceo of a giant business and now i'm the ceo of a smaller business again the smaller business is always going to give you better customer service than the bigger business so when you're ordering from them from those customers i i i think you have more more leeway than the giant ones but it's not like you have a lot of a lot of, lot of options on on shipping but instead of nike you could order it you know they make the best shoes but you can order a different shoe or you can try from a different vendor or or just be except you might have to just go to the mall and pick it up some days nowadays
1: yeah wow adidas's customer service is fantastic too so uh just quickly before we finish up here like those smaller vendors do they reserve space with the larger ones to like for a pallet like they know that they book space on these big planes so they're actually it's kind of like cell phone companies small cell phone companies piggyback the network of the big ones same thing with internet providers they they um wholesale out those fees if you go to a small vendor are you essentially you know piggybacking on some of the bigger service access anyway just get better service
6: you kind of are, but so for instance, like one of the things we do is we operate our business the same way Amazon does. If you order from UPEXI any of our products today, you, we ship it by four o'clock that day and we go right to the post office. We drop it off. We try to, we ship it express. So we're still at the mercy of them, but we try to meet all of our customer demands and we have automatic updates that we, we send to everybody. So I think that they still, they're still willing to take your call after it goes wrong and at least try to make something right with you. How's that?
1: I think that's good. I mean, as long as it helps people make decisions and I know that importing in and out of the country here in Canada, there are all kinds of small operators that move things across the border for you too. Uh, it might cost you an extra couple bucks, but it will get done on time, which is cool. And I got to tell you, based on the fact that I shipped with Canada Post, this will mind blow before we go, uh, $15 shipping fee, typical $15 shipping fee, $9 in extra fuel surcharges now, turned it into a $26 package after tackets That was a $15 shipping fee. Yeah. so
6: it's 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 gotten a little crazy man I, I i hope it gets better i'm just not sure when
1: merry christmas alan marshall is with you pexy it's dot by the way if you want to check out what they're up to imagine the notion that you can build a business that serves the product with customer service even when they make a mistake that's pretty cool thanks alan thanks Shane.
6: have a great one buddy
0: this is the shift podcast Are you okay with Christmas
3: decorations? I need more. I only have some string lights and a tiny little tree, a couple of prints, but I've never had my own home where I can just decorate completely freely because both of my roommates that I've lived with aren't as big of the festive kind of person as I am. And mm-hmm. so I hope to one day, like, Christmas the crap out of my house. But in the meantime, I will settle for a few lights and some nice little uh, knickknacks here and there.
1: Nice. I, um, I've um, i always been kind of against it. I didn't like the inside knickknacks. I didn't. Like, the Christmassy, like, here's your, your little Christmas sign and those things. I always struggled with it. But... The thing is, is now that I've been around some people who do a really good job with all of it, I've learned that, um, yeah, if you can keep it like the, the people who buy the, the, the pine de- decorations and the wreaths and the things that have the candles and that stuff, it looks really nice. So maybe I'm, my opinion might be changing.
0: Yeah, I mean, I got this little mini wreath that actually stays up all year because it covers the the broken looking thermostat thing. So just, you
5: know,
0: <laughs> yeah. but it stays up all year, which is fine because the wreath I think technically represents the the circle of seasons, the cycle of the year. So you know, it's nice. going to stay up all year. Yeah, that's my justification for that. Yeah,
1: I love it. Well, there are some folks who put truly massive amount of energy into decorating their homes for Christmas. Uh, one Christmas decoration in Kentucky though was so accurate it scared a neighbor into calling 911. It involves a very familiar face to many shift heads.
0: Never a dull moment. Duty still calls at Christmas time in Shepherdsville. He
5: had a male standing outside. He is naked. He has a robe covering part of his body. He is exposing himself, and he has a hose between his legs.
0: Uh, not exactly the holiday spirit on display in the Dogwood Run subdivision. At least that's what one caller said. When police got there, the cops were here laughing, taking pictures. Um, it's gonna be Uncle Eddie. He's 1086. Remainder, we'll be clear. Oh, cousin Eddie! Save the neck for me, Clark. It was full. <laughs> <laughs> the cringy character from.
5: Christmas yeah,
3: that,
0: that's a good one. Everybody knows the words to it. Everybody's seen it a hundred times. Joni Keeney brought the gassy, foul-mouthed relative with a plumbing problem. <laughs> <laughs> From her favorite Christmas movie to her front yard. Everybody has a Cousin Eddie in their family, everybody. She told me she was looking for a mannequin, and I was like, oh, Lord, here we go. <laughs> Keeney found this one, put a robe on him, a cigar in his mouth, and a beer in his hand. I love
1: it. It was the sewer hose, not a garden hose. Oh, that was when he was uh, okay. smoking his cigar and dumping his sewer into yeah. the uh, into the... The um, the sewer grid there. So um, that's remarkable. That's WDRB, Wderb. Uh, Rottweiler from next door even posed a snot for a picture. Remember Snot the dog? Um, just rub his belly. If he grabs hold of your leg, you're best to just let him finish. Um, he's got a Mississippi hound dog in him. A homeowner plans to add Clark Griswold hanging off the roof of their display next year. Responding officers did get a laugh, took some photos of the display. I've seen some of those on, maybe it was TikTok or Instagram. Some people have done that where they've got like a mannequin hanging from the eustroph and then it's got like a little motor and it's wiggling. Yeah. That's cool. It's
3: brilliant. And they they don't even, it's not even just Cousin Eddie. They also have the chair with the imprint of the cat, like the chalk line of the cat. Oh, like the burned cat. Yeah. The burned cat. And they had a couple. Let me ask you there,
1: clerk. Uh, It's a fine piece of furnishing. How much did she set you back?
3: <laughs> yeah, see, it's, yeah, this is, uh, this Christmas decoration was made for you, Shane. There you go.
1: It is. I love this. It this is beautiful. my, this is fun for me. Um. Well, here on the shift, I think it's time for us to say uh, thanks uh, to Florida. Are you okay with Florida, actually? I
3: mean, it's, it's Florida. I, yeah. I think at least a quarter of all OKs come from this one place, I would say yeah. at least. It is truly spectacular. I don't know if it's the weather, the alligators, uh, the, the geography. I don't know what it is, but just something special happens in that state, and uh, it is a lot of fun to watch it unfold from the safety of Canada. <laughs>
0: so yeah. That's my philosophy. And Disney World's pretty sweet. You know what it is? It's the freedom. It's the ah, unabashed freedom. unbelievable freedom they've got there in Florida. And, and, mm-hmm. Yeah, that creates all of these great stories because they have the freedom to do so. They do.
1: Um let's take some time to appreciate the best Florida stories of 2022. There have been oh, so wait. many. Apologies. I, I made
3: a little I made a little tribute song. Oh, for Florida before just to set the t- set the tone, if we will. Uh right. of the entire uh, you know, glory that is Florida. as we celebrate some of the best Floridian moments of 2022, if we could at least hear that.
6: Florida, da, da. What does it mean to be from Florida?
2: Police officers say this man sold crack to an undercover police officer, all while wearing a shirt that said Coke on it. That was a man in swim trunks who appeared to fall out of the sky and onto a parked car at a dealership. And this 10-foot gator was having a marvelous time sitting. Right in my kitchen. I live here.
0: Spring break. I live here. Florida. Straight through. (laughs) (laughs) Wow.
1: Okay, let's start off strong here from February. Headline reads, Train Catapults Abandoned Car into House in Florida Man's Bizarre Crime Spree. In that story, a Florida man went to jail after a crime spree led him to abandoning a stolen car on train tracks. That then caused a train to hit the car, sending it flying into an occupied home. The man told detectives he stole another car in good faith after he couldn't find his own. <laughs> Thankfully, nobody was hurt. It,
3: it Good intentions?
1: Good intentions.
3: Hmm. Florida intentions.
1: All right, let's look at another dumb Floridian criminal. One Florida man was arrested after allegedly calling police to check the authenticity of his methamphetamine. Oh. <laughs> In a Facebook post from the Hernando County Sheriff's Office, authorities claim Spring Hill, Florida resident Thomas Eugene Colucci dialed 911 to test the methamphetamine he had recently purchased. The Florida man even produced two dime bags containing white crystal-like substance, which he handed <laughs> over to the deputy. The report claims. Oh, glorious. Wow. Well, obviously it wasn't the good blue glass that we no, saw.
3: No, No, that's Albuquerque, bad. New Mexico, not Florida. I don't even want to know what kind of meth you get in florida
4: Oof.
1: and uh, finally of 2022 the favorite of all of the florida stories
2: eric murda said on july 17th he got lost in the woods at the lake manatee fish camp in Myakka city when he finally found the lake he decided to swim across rather than walk around
5: i look over and there's a gator on my right hand side so i went to swim and she got she got my forearm, so I grabbed her like this, and like she's trying to roll, but she snapped her head, so so my arm went backwards like this completely.
2: He says he fought for his life.
5: She drug me under three times. She's already got my arm, so so when I, we came up the third time. She finally did her death roll and took off with my arm.
2: And that's just where his story begins.
5: Bones poking out, muscles.
2: Eric Murda says he spent three days trying to find his way out.
5: You can't see anything. Everything's this tall. You know what I mean? Sometimes Sometimes I felt like I was walking in circles. I didn't know. So I started following the sun and power lines and stuff like that, things I could see.
2: After three days in the swamp, he says he stumbled on a fence and a man on the other side.
5: I said, hey, man, I need some help. He says, what are you doing? And and I said, a gator got my arm. He says, holy smokes, man. Now he's
2: adapting to a new normal with a new perspective.
5: Do not feed the gators. Yeah, that's good good advice.
3: (laughs) Oh. Uh, Can you imagine being the guy that found him? What the heck happened to you? Oh, Oh, just a gator.
1: (laughs) That was CBS Miami, by the way. Eric Murda, which is funny if you know French, plans to use his second chance to become a more motivational speaker. Congrats, Eric. You are officially the Florida man of 2022. Golf clap. Congrats. Congrats, Eric. Well done. Good luck with your public speaking. Are you okay with costume parties? I I really do, but I never
3: have great costumes. I, I, I very This is something I procrastinate on. I've been trying to get like an Emperor Palpatine from Star Wars costume put together since I was in high school. And I still don't have a single piece of it. So I always just end up throwing something together last minute and hope for the best. But, uh, you know, I enjoy going just to watch people and see what people bring, you know, the amazing uh, costumes or just the silly, goofy ones. But, uh, yeah, I, I think we could all use more costume parties that are just outside of
1: uh, Halloween, you know. hmm Would mm. agree. Very good. What? BK?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm okay with costume. I don't put a lot of effort into mine. A lot of times I can just go with Billy Corgan know, his black T-shirt. You know mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah Very good. yeah it's really good i think the prime minister is probably okay with costume parties right i right. knew
3: one of you was going to make the joke uh, i was well, waiting uh, i had i didn't
1: write it in i just knew it was coming yeah well sometimes things are obvious you know you got you got to go with what you know right you got to go with what you know it seems anyone can have a costume party even the police
2: police in villa park just saved christmas yeah they managed to track down and arrest the grinch huh uh, here's video of him right there getting booked into jail. Oh my gosh, for real the Grinch. Yeah. He's green.
3: <laughs> the Grinch is charged with stealing several presents. Uh, he was released, charges were dropped
0: when he returned all those gifts and his shrunken heart grew three sizes larger.
4: I, okay. thought this, I thought this was for real for a second.
1: <laughs> it wasn't for real? <laughs> I uh, She said it, I didn't. Um... From ABC7, it's worth noting that this is the fifth "Are You Okay?" in December involving the Grinch. Just so you know, uh, two days ago, police in Arizona said a driver was cited for being found driving in a carpool lane with an inflatable Grinch as a sole passenger. That's a weird fetish. So keep an eye out for Grinches this year, fro Grinches this year, yes. because they are in full force. Uh, well, I think it's official. Yes. We should probably celebrate the final of the typos. We hope,
0: anyway, oh. of the year, final for the it's a year. Typo.
3: Yeah. i wonder if there was a tally the typo tally i want i kind of want to compare see my progress i know it's less i know i did better this year than last year Marginally. it's still probably a little bit <laughs> too high and that's two with an x was <laughs> a terrible joke it's
4: terrible all
1: right um okay the, uh, the, uh, I'm a little thrown off by, by that. I was going to, uh, go in the police thing. Oh, someone I saw on Twitter today at an airport. I think it was Calgary. Uh, all it said was it was a photo of a guy lying by the gate stand of yeah. a, of an airport gate with the, the airplane, airline staff standing there. Two police officers standing over him. He's clearly got his arms behind his back and handcuffed. And the tweet, all it said was tased. <laughs> that's it. That's all that's at the it? airport. Jeez. Inside the airport. <laughs> I love airports. Oh, I thought that was pretty good. Okay, awesome, okay let's buddy. get uh let's get uh one more uh Christmassy one here. Are you okay with walking?
3: Uh not when it's minus forty out. Uh today I uh, my legs went numb. That was fun. Uh but when the weather is not attacking me, I would say yeah, I'm a big fan of the walks. It's how
1: I keep right the mental enough. health up and running. He did just about die today, in Ryan's words, so. Yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not more of a fan of the running. Uh, I like the fast walking. The running. Yeah. I like it. It's much nice. better. Yeah. I like All to right. get there faster. Cool.
1: Monty Python, one of the greatest comedy troops ever. One of their greatest skits is The Ministry of Silly Walks. In the skit, Mr. Teabag John Cleese is buying a newspaper on his way to work, which takes him a lot longer than usual because his walk has become rather sillier recently.
4: I'm sorry to have kept you waiting, but I'm afraid my, uh, my walk has become rather silly. Recently, and so it takes me rather long. Uh... Now then, uh, what was it again? Well, sir,
0: I, I have a-, a silly walk, and I'd like to obtain a government grant to help me develop it. I see. Uh, may I see your silly walk? Yes, certainly. Yes.
4: <clears throat> uh, that's it, is
0: it? Yes, that's it. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's not particularly silly, is it? I, I mean, the right leg isn't silly at all, and the left leg merely does a forward aerial half turn every alternate step. Yes, but I think with, with government backing, I could make it very silly.
1: A new paper published in the annual Christmas issue of the British Medical Journal has some encouraging news. If you too struggle with silly walks, it claims just 11 minutes a day of walking like Mr. Teabag is equivalent to 75 minutes of vigorous, intense physical activity per week. Nice. Okay, I, that doesn't add up. Seventy-five minutes. Okay, so eleven minutes of physical of walking a day. <laughs> yeah, that is weird.
0: Eleven. Eleven like-
1: minutes a day. Yeah. <laughs> seven days a week would make it the equivalent of seventy-seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Let's just say the British Medical Journal will have a little bit of fun at the end of the year. Every that is year. so good.
1: I love yeah, it. Right? Okay. Silly walking like Mr. T. proved to be much harder than unsilly walking, requiring 2.5 times as much energy. Uh, the BMJ's Christmas issue is typically a little bit lighthearted and fun. The journal maintains the papers published therein still adhere to the same high standards of novelty, uh, <laughs> methodological rigor yes reporting transparency readability and apply in the regular issues that's so good i was yeah. trying to read it and i'm like that that doesn't even make sense it's so good <laughs> yeah, i love I know. it
0: thanks for listening to the shift podcast
1: make sure you subscribe rate and review the show and share with anyone you like get it on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify and curiouscast.ca